Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Filmed across an entire year, Do Not Split takes us within the heart of the 2019 Hong Kong protests, capturing the determination and sacrifice of the city's youth as their movement becomes symbolic for a generation's rebellion against the political system of two governments. Armed with umbrellas, gas masks, social media, and sheer determination, the protesters risk their lives and safety and futures against police, tear gas, armed vehicles, and violence. We're joined today by the director of this shortlisted, Oscar shortlisted, uh, short documentary film. The film is called Do Not Split, and we're joined today by Anders Hammer. Welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you very much. Happy so, to be here. Were you keeping tabs on what the situation in Hong Kong was? What sort of, what sort of tipped you towards going there to document what was happening? I was actually already traveling in the region. So when the protests broke out in June 2019, I was already traveling in uh, Korea and Taiwan. And then I became very curious because I really couldn't understand how this would play out. A group of very young people taking on one of the most powerful nations in the world, China. And China, as we know, is not well known for preserving basic democratic rights. Uh, and that was how I understood the, the protesters. They were, they were fighting for their basic uh, freedom of speech and basic democratic rights. And I wanted to see how that would play out. So when I went there, I was actually not sure whether I would make a movie. Uh, and I didn't, I was also not sure whether I would be the right one to do it. So I went uh, by myself to see it and I joined the demonstrations. I walked along the, uh, along the protesters and then I started getting ideas of how I could start filming there. And I wanted to make a very physical movie. And I thought if I could contribute anything, that would be what I could do. I could work on my camera movement. I could use my experience from Afghanistan where I lived for a very long time. And uh, I've also made movies in Iraq and Syria. And I worked uh, in Egypt during uh, both uh, the Arab uh, uprising at the uh, Arab Spring and uh, during the crackdown on the Muslim Brotherhood in 2013. That was very violent. So uh, I, I had this idea of making a physical documentary and I think that's how it ended up, but I had no idea how it would develop. Uh, so I just started uh, filming in the streets and stayed. The immediacy of this experience of watching Do Not Split is what really grabs you. There you are, mm -hmm. we are in the middle of uh, these students as they uh, either fight off the police or they are engaged in kind of uh, strategic re uh, retreats and, hmm. and, or, or where, whatever it is, but we are right in the middle of it. Um, before we get too much further into this, uh, let's talk a little bit about the relationship that Hong Kong has to mainland China, what a, a little bit of the history and how we are where we are today. So Hong Kong used to be a British colony for a very long time. So they had a different kind of rule 
for a long time until 1997. Then in 1997, Britain handed over Hong Kong to China. But Hong Kong was still supposed to have a quite big deal of uh, autonomy. They were supposed to rule in their own way and they were supposed to preserve the democratic rights that they had had in the city, which are much wider than what is normal in mainland China. You know, uh, China is still a one-party state ruled by the Chinese Communist Party. So that traditionally the rule has been very different in mainland China than in Hong Kong. And then suddenly uh, the people in Hong Kong started seeing all these changes and started feeling a lot of pressure from the local government. And they, they felt that the local government was changing in cooperation with uh, mainland China and Beijing was changing Hong Kong into another mainland city, to put it that way. So they, they were afraid they were losing their, their rights. Uh, the protest actually started as a protest ag ag against an extradition law, a new extradition law where political figures and other Hong Kong citizens risked uh, being put in trials in mainland China. And those trials are very different from what they had in Hong Kong. And then very soon this became a much bigger protest and a sort of a basic protest to preserve the democratic rights in Hong Kong. Of course, what I'm saying now is controversial. Uh, other people would describe this as in another way, but this is the way I see it. And this is the way I understand the, the protest of sorts. I was actually in Hong Kong in 2003, late 2003, 2000, almost 2004. And there was protest going on then because China was trying to impose a slate of, of delegates to be voted on to run Hong Kong. And there was a significant amount of protesting going on at that period of time it was also yes. i believe coinciding with the ukrainian revolution um i remember being in a hotel room watching what was going on in ukraine while in hong kong and then going out <laughs> into the streets and seeing the significant amount of protesting that was going on so it was an interesting yeah. time to be there so yes that you know they call the protest which we see in our movie the fifth wave of protests in hong kong so it has been a pressure there already they have had similar protests earlier uh but the protest uh period that we see in the movie yeah. has been the biggest and also escalated and became quite violent and I, I think it's in relation to just how much China is tightening its grip on Hong Kong society and in in almost every way, including what I understand to be a pretty significant uh, surveillance system uh, in Hong Kong now in terms of same similar to what's going on in China, a, a massive sort of big brother operation taking place there as well. In terms of the people that we see in the film there's a, there's just an it's an interesting compressed uh, story about the people who the student protesters and some very brave people and I, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh is it Joey Sui so how do you yes. say it? Joey see you see you, see you. thank Joey, you see you yeah yeah uh and others how did you get to know them 
So most of the people we see in the movie actually met in the streets uh, because you are totally right. There's a lot of surveillance in Hong Kong. So a lot of people are afraid to make just basic appointments uh, during the protest. So to come there as a foreign reporter and start calling people like you would do in other, other places was not really a good idea because people wouldn't trust you. So most of the people you see in the movie, I actually met and got to know by being in the streets and staying there for a long while, spending most of the days and also the nights outside among them. So, and then I gained trust and I'm, um, I'm very easy to check online. So if you Google me, you, you will see that I have been working as a journalist for a long while been making many movies in, in different places. So most of the people I met actually through physical meetings there and then. Joey was a bit, uh, was a different story because she was very vocal. She was uh, what they call a student representative. She was a representative at one of the biggest universities and she had a very high profile uh, before I met her and I had seen her in the news many times and she had also had many meetings with foreign delegations. So her situation was a bit different than many of the other masked up people. And that's also the reason why she is not wearing a mask in the movie while most of the others are. When were you there last? When were you there? I left at this time last year actually to go to the States because uh, the first version of a movie premiered at Sundance Film Festival. So I went there and while I was there, uh, the pandemic really broke out. So then I was not able to re-enter Hong Kong because they had these restrictions uh, due to COVID. So only foreigners with a permanent residency could go back to Hong Kong. So I ended up waiting for a long time uh, to re-enter. And then I sort of gave up that alternative. And some of the other parts you see in the movie are then filmed by uh, one of the others working on the movie uh, called Kathy and uh, who lives lives there and also the protesters themselves. What is your sense of where we are now? The protests have obviously been curtailed because of the pandemic, uh, don't without putting others at risk be, because of their protests. So what do we how do you feel is this just sort of an incrementally they're going to lose or is there an opportunity? Does Hong Kong have the ability to, uh, to re-establish itself as more or less its own uh, governing entity? Like you said, they have had several big uh, periods of demonstrations and protests before. So there is a possibility that we will see a sixth wave of protests but I don't see I don't see it happening any time really soon. There's a really dark times in Hong Kong today. If you see the news, you will see there's a lot of trials going on with people, uh, political figures, well-known opposition figures taken to court, and they are risking quite long sentences because of this new so-called national security law that was introduced uh, in the summer of 2020. So the situation is really strict now. And you could see that these are, this is probably the answer that Beijing planned during the most uh, dramatic part uh, period of the protest. But they had time. So first they, to my mind, used the pandemic in order to restrict movement, in order to 
put uh, tighter surveillance on people and you know they restricted the number of people who could gather in the street uh, in march last year like you could see in the movie people were only allowed to gather most four people at one time of course when you are used to a protest up to one million that's a big restriction and you also have these all these different ways of uh, tracking people uh, using covid as an excuse but you know you have to have an app on your phone like you have in other places in the world uh, which are sort of meant to rest, uh, restrict uh, people um, uh, prevent people from getting covid but it could also be used as a surveillance tactic so now it's a very dark time in hong kong hopefully it will get better but i think we will see some a lot of depressing news coming out over the next months Anders Hammer, uh, thank you for this film. I, I've, before I let you go, I just want to let people know that they can go to A-N-D-E-R-S-H-A-M-M-E-R.com to find out more about your work and about this film. You can watch Do Not Split there through a link. Uh, congratulations on your work in, in other on other films, uh, and uh, including, you mentioned, Exit Afghanistan. How do you say it? Rania? Rania's Odyssey. It's on The Guardian, and uh, Exit Afghanistan yeah. is on Netflix. Okay, and Escape from Syria, yeah, Rene is, okay, yeah. Uh, Rene is Odyssey. And, um, yeah, continue to do what you're doing. Is there anything that we can, uh, here in America, by way of support to encourage uh, Hong Kong to be a more so, democratic place? Yeah, you have a lot of organization human rights organizations really following the situation there tightly and you will find them online and it's also this big community of activists online if you could just go on on twitter or you go on instagram you will find them easily by uh, googling or putting in uh, searching uh, hong kong protests and then you will you will be able to map it pretty well uh, well thank you thank you so much for your time today thank you for the film do not split it's been shortlisted as a uh, potential final five for short documentary film. And uh, um, congratulations on all of it. Thank you very much, Anders Hammer. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music